good morning and welcome to 74 edition of Miracle Word today. In the last two days, I've been discussing on what I called or titled Leadership Colors. Like I said yesterday, many of you still could be wondering what does it, what does it, what does leadership colors mean? Anyway, there are many kinds of colors in life. You have black, you have blue, you have yellow, you have gray. In leadership, you have all sorts of experiences. There are all sorts of things you'll be experiencing. All sorts of things will happen. There are all sorts of things that, that you need to know. And so this is what I continue to discuss you know, on this night. That means this morning. It's midnight here. Now, any time <coughs> sorry anything that is not noted down may not be retrievable you as a leader you must have the attitude of writing things down taking note of yesterday's note of today and note of would be tomorrow i repeat again anything that is not noted down may not be retrievable so leaders must develop the culture of recording and writing every conversation, thought, and dealings with people. As a leader, whenever you have certain conversations with people, whenever you have certain thought or dealings, you've got to either note it down or record it. Because in the future, you might need, you may be, sometimes you'll be accused of what you've never done. Sometimes people will uh, uh, say things you've never said. There are people you may be discussing with. If the laws of your country allows it, you deserve, if you, if it allows it, you can record them. We never know in the future. They might accuse you. Hello, somebody. Sometimes you've got to note it down and let them know you're writing it in case of tomorrow. <laughs> These things are just common wisdoms. If you apply stuff such as this, you're going to live long. I'm, I'm telling you the truth. But there are too many things people will, will, will accuse you of and wait in the future. So, so you must develop the culture of recording and writing every conversation, thought, and dealings with people. The number of those who came back from captivity of Babylon were noted. If you read the book of Ezra chapter 2 verse 1 to 58, it's all the chapters of Ezra. You will discover that the number, the list of people, the list of the men uh, of the people of Israel who came back from Babylon were all noted. It was, the, you know, they took note of it all. Lord. But I'm going to quickly write, uh, I'm going to quickly read you a few, few, not all, just <clears throat> Ezra chapter 2, reading from 1. <clears throat> it says, now, these are the people of the province who came up from the captivity of the Ezraites, whom Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had taken captive to Babylon. They returned to Jerusalem and Judah, each to their own town, in company with Zerubbabel, Joshua, Nehemiah, Seria, Rila, Mordecai, Noam, Bishan, Mizpah, Bigva, Rehum, and the Bania. Okay, then from, from verse 3 now, I'll just read from 1 to 3, then from verse 3, it began to mention, it said, the descendants of Parush were 2,172, um, uh, four of the Shephatia 
there were 3,702. Of Aria, there were 775 people. Hello, somebody. Of Patia, Moatro, the line of Jeshua and Joab, there were 2,812. Of Elam, there were 1,254. Of Zachu, there were nine nine hundred and forty-five. Of of Zakiah, there were seven hundred and sixty. So I, I'm just stopping. On, I'm just stopping in verse nine. Hello, somebody. So if you read from chapter one, Ezra chapter one to fifty-eight, you find out that the list of every one of them that returned from Ezra, we are we are written down. The note was, was taken. They took the note of everyone. Sometimes some people claim spirituality. What is scripturality? Spirituality. For me, spirituality is being knowledgeable. Hello, somebody. Knowledgeable of your God is having common sense, is having common wisdom. There are too many leaders that are extremely careless. And, and, the, and the world one day might just disorganize you and, and lie against you and throw all sorts of rubbish against you because you cannot defend yourself. <laughs> Remember, I told you that everyone is a leader. Hello, somebody. Whether you are a stay-at-home mom, whether you're a driver, whether you're a foreman, a manager, a director, chief executive, you are a leader. <laughs> you must have the character, you know, you must have the, the attitude of writing everything down. Know somebody. Number three, I've just done one and two. It is advisable to record business meetings. You no, know? take note, you know, in church and record your your persuasion as onto books. <coughs> it is advisable, you know, you record business meetings you have with, with with people. Take note in your organization. Take note in church. You know, record your persuasion down as onto book. Sometimes record your dreams down. Don't neglect some of the things you dream. Hello, somebody. Many times we neglect our dreams, record it because sometimes your dream is the picture of your future. So record things down. Now, number four, record and write down your sermons. If you're a preacher, hello, somebody, for generational use. If you're a preacher, record and write down your sermons for generational use. Preaching from memory is non-generational. None of your children can use your... um your manuscript in the future if you're just preaching from memory. Many years ago when I started ministering as a young preacher, I could just write a few things down and I study it and put it all in my mind and go and preach it and after a few months I forget. And they are non-reusable. I don't use them again because I forget. So I realized why should I keep forgetting the things I spend hours and days and sometimes even weeks to be able to prepare one sermon. And then I preach it and one Sunday is gone. I realize that that is not a generational thinking. So if I must be able to impart my generation, if my son Rema must look at some of the things I've done in the future, I need to have a manuscript. You know, I need to be writing things down. So right now, even exhortation, even if I'm doing exhortation, no matter how small, I make sure I note it down. Hello, somebody. Because I may have to use it in the future. Lord somebody and it's also more more generational your generation yet unborn will use it hello somebody people who will write about you in the future may need to look for your note and your manuscript to be able to see who you are hello somebody now number five the Maori nation can challenge the colonial government today in New Zealand 
if they so desire, because there is a written document to present as evidence. One of the reasons Maori government always challenged the crown regarding to their land is because there was a written, a law somebody, a written note that was the written document. Among all the nations that were colonized, it, was, it is only Maori nation that had an agreement with the colonial masters. I have not seen any other nation, hello somebody, uh, that had any other nation or tribe that had a written document that is still speaking today apart from Maori nation. If you're in New Zealand, if you're in New Zealand, you know about Maori people. But if you're not in New Zealand, there is a tribal people that owned this land before the Europeans came, hello somebody. But they had agreement today and they still honor that agreement. They call, uh, they, they call it the Treaty of Watangi. Every year they celebrate that treaty. So you, the child of God, must have some document to protect yourself, to protect the structure you're building, to protect your future. It is what it means to be a leader. Sometimes record the things your children say for the future. You may have to share with them in the future. Say, these are the things you did when you are young. Glory to God. Now, number six, you know, great leaders are not oblivious to things around them. <laughs> they are not ignorant to things around them. They are always watching, watch out for discouragers. I, I repeat again, great leaders are not o- oblivious to things around them. They are always watching, watch out for discouragers. I can tell you, being a, a minister, anyone that leave our church, I saw it months ago. Some, I saw it either months, months before it happened, even years before it happened. Sometimes oh, I would tell my wife, I say, look at this person, this is what will happen. I love somebody because I am I, I observe people. I observe people, even on talking with people on phone. I can tell you this is the grace of God in my life. I can pick the attitude of people while talking with them. Or just on phone without looking at their face. I'm telling you to God be the glory. And so sometimes uh, having been pastoring for some years now, I've discovered that sometimes I can foresee what somebody will do from afar just by their attitude, just by being observant. Every leader must be observant. People hardly leave our church, some of them who choose to go. Sometimes, you know, believers, sometimes they can be ignorant of what God, where God has placed them, not knowing the quality of the place God has placed them. And sometimes the enemy can torment their mind, the enemy can confuse them and take them out of where they belong. But before such things happen, friends, I can guarantee you, I do see from afar. If I'm those I'm pastoring, I know what they are up to. I know what they could do. I, I can sense their body language from afar. So you, the leader, must not be oblivious. You must be observant of things around you. Don't be foolish. If you're running a department, don't be foolish. Make sure you are observant of things that is floating around you. That is what makes you a leader. As a, as a parent, you know how your children behave. You watch them. When they are sick, you know. When they are hungry, you know. Sometimes you don't even need to. They don't need to tell you they are hungry. You know how they behave. You know how they float. You know when they are hungry. That is what it takes to be a leader. Hello, somebody. Malika Labashiti Diandalaba. I think this should be number seven or so. A leader must be able to predict or foresee certain outcomes before it happens. If you're a true leader, 
This is one, one of the colors of a leader. You must be able to see and not think before it happens. It is one of the aspects of a leader to being able to see things from afar. A leader must be able to predict or foresee certain outcomes before it happens. Glory to God. In every ministry, there are those whose job is to discourage. This is number number eight. In every ministry, there are those whose job is to discourage the determined builders. Hello, somebody. You, the leader, must be observant. If you're a pastor, you must be observant of those whose work is to discourage others. If you're a businessman, you must be observant of those who discourages people you do business with. Hello, somebody. If you're a foreman, a departmental leader in a company, be it secular company or or spiritual company, you must be observant of those whose work is to discourage others not to follow your leadership. Whether you're a manager, even if you stay in the canter, you must be observant of, of customers that have the potential of being rude or for abusing you or somebody. So you've got to understand that one of the colors of a leader, one of the qualities that makes up a, a great leader or dimensions that makes up a great leader is being able to be to foresee the future through vision. Hello, somebody. Number nine, in every ministry, there are those whose job is to discourage the determined builders. In every ministry, hallelujah, in every ministry, there are those their work is to discourage determined builders. Now, if you read the book of Ezra, Ezra chapter 4, reading from 4 to 5, Calabar, it says, Then the people of the land set out to discourage the people of Judah and make them afraid to build. Hello, somebody. So there will be people, people who will tell those you're leading that you're not going somewhere. The company you're running with is not going somewhere. There is no future in it. Hello, somebody. So you must be observing. Verse 5 says, They hired counselors against them to frustrate their plans throughout the reign of Cyrus, king of Persia, and, and, and down to the reign of Darius, king of, of, of Persia. Now, in the reign of two kings, hello somebody, there were men who hired counselors to discourage you know, Nehemiah and Ezra from, from building. Hello somebody, and you must be wise enough that in whatever you're building, there will be people who will be there. They will be part of you. They will be in that community, but they will be there to discourage others. There will be people who will be there to sow negative seed in your in the, in, in the mind of your husband, of your wife, of your children. So if you're not observing, you find out that your loving wife will suddenly come home and become suspicious of you. Or your loving husband will suddenly come home and become suspicious of you because somebody has sowed a seed, a negative seed, a destructive seed in their mind. But if you're observing, you will know the person they are working with. Sometimes I ask my children, who are your friends in school? I just want to know their names. And the last two weeks, I was asking them to mention the names of their friends. They told me the names of their friends. So you've got to be able to be observant. Hello, somebody. Is this number 10 or so? Or nine? The builders of the people were always discouraged. The builders of the temple, I mean, we are, we are almost discouraged because of this, uh, discouragers of destiny. There will be discouragers of destiny. Those who come to build the temple and the wall, we are almost discouraged because there were some people whose work 
you know, whose threat was to discourage. So if you're a leader, these are the things you must be observant of because these things will take you by surprise if you're not observant. So I want to believe that some of you have gained something from this world of insight that I've just shared with you, leadership aspects, or you call it leadership leadership colors. These are colors in leadership, and you must be aware of it. If you're not, the enemy will make caricature of you. Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ, and your hand and your blessing is on everyone that have listened to this. May this world bring wisdom to them and empower them and their family. In Jesus' name. Amen. This is Apostle Prince Blessing Chikazi, the senior pastor of King's Mercy Global Church here in Auckland, New Zealand. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. God bless you. Amen.